Tapes is supported by Horrify, the website that celebrates and champions British horror, covering films, television, books, fiction and more. You can visit Horrified at horrifiedmagazine.co.uk and find them on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at horrifiedmag. Tapes is part of the Pod Dojo Network. Hello and welcome to the first episode of The Tapes, a podcast of the uncanny. And our first episode, we're going to be discussing 1992's Ghost Watch, directed by Leslie Manning, and written by Stephen Volk. On Saturday night, we'll be visiting the most haunted house in Britain. But will the ghosts be there? Can you take it? Ghost Watch, a Screen One special for Halloween, Saturday at 9.25 on One. Discuss Ghost Watch. I'm joined by Tom, Harry, and Matt Pickle. What's your personal history? What's your, you know, do you watch it live? Did you hear about it? Give me a potted history of your uh, relationship with Ghost Watch. You want to go ahead, Matt? Well, I don't think I'd I'd heard of it to be honest. I, I remember you and I, Chris, we went to watch the film Midsummer at, um, at the cinema. Something that seems a long, long mm. time ago now. <laughs> And I think we were talking about film, particular films and TV shows that have like really scared us or disturbed us. And I remember you telling me about it. I, I don't know whether it's my memory of that conversation or whether I do have a bit of a vague memory of it being being on or other people talking about it. But yeah, I wasn't so familiar with it. So, you know, going into it for the purposes of this podcast, um, I was sort of watching it with, with very fresh eyes, really. And obviously no, knowing the, the conceit and the concept. So yeah, that's my relationship with it. I've always been, well, not always, but since fairly young, I've been a fan of the uh, Ghost Stories for Christmas BBC films that had come out. And I'd sort of discovered those, and I'm still in the process of discovering them, having sort of got them on DVD. Um, So I'm a fan of that era and that genre of um, the ghost stories that they were making. But then this um, particular one, Ghost Watch, was, I don't think I remember it, um, I was four at the time, so uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't expect to have been exposed to this. Um, but I think I first became aware of it in the last year because I think you'll be able to correct me, was there some kind of documentary or something that got released about it? Yeah. And that kind of brought it back into people's minds. And I think there have been, you know, on, on social media and Twitter, there's been what might have been an underground cult following is now coming to the uh, coming to the surface and people are talking about it more. So having seen that and then heard you talk about it, Chris, um, I went and bought the DVD and watched it for the first time um, as a 32-year-old this week. And I've played them all for now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think I heard about it at the time because it, I, I couldn't believe, you know, Sarah Green and, I mean, I used to watch Going Live and I must have been about 10 then. So I, I actually read a uh, bit around this, and I, I've heard that apparently there were rumours, weren't there, that Sarah Green sort of advertised it on Going Live, and there was a bit of furore that kids shouldn't be watching this, and then kids were worried, obviously, because of what happens at the end. <laughs> Spoiler alert. But, yeah, apparently they've, they've gone back on it. That wasn't true. She didn't say that. So I, I must have heard about it. I must have seen maybe I don't know whether whether adverts on the BBC. I don't know, but a big thing. It was it was almost like an event sort of TV. There's lots of adverts. There's a lot of talk before it actually broadcast. So yeah, you might have picked up on something. Yeah, because 
it's the kind of thing, if I'd known it was on, I don't understand why I didn't watch it. I mean, maybe parents weren't dead keen on us kids staying <laughs> up to, to watch this sort of scary stuff. But that would have should have spurred us on even longer, even more to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but growing up, definitely when I think of some of my friends uh, in sixth form, we used to talk about it. I still hadn't seen it, and you couldn't really. I think maybe one of the lads had it on DVD, but that was it. So I'd never seen it until last night. Amazingly, and my wife Jennifer saw it at the time, and you know, even even we watched it again last night, and she was saying, "Yeah, it is real. It is real." <laughs> and I almost, even though I, I knew it wasn't, I, she did almost convince me. <laughs> so yeah I've, yeah, I've loved sort of something that would never be done now, being able to watch something like that for the first time uh, today. Originally conceived as a six-part drama series about this sort of um, parapsychologist who teams up with like a Louis Theroux type journalist. And he goes to every week it would be that they went to different haunted houses. Or, uh, and then the last episode was going to be, a, a, it was going to be looked like a live broadcast. And then all these things started to happen. So it's almost like these separate hauntings kind of joined up together for this one night of this live broadcast. And then obviously all hell breaks loose type thing. So obviously the vice was told, no, it's way too much. Mm-hmm. Um, so he said, but they had, I think they were an hour and a half slots for the, the screen one slot, which was on a Saturday, which was you know, the BBC's prime spot for drama. And so he then just basically said, oh, well, I, he was told, can you condense it down into to one episode? The entire series said, no, but what I can do is I can do the, the final episode, this live broadcast, and do it that. So that's how it sort of came about. But I can see he got like 11 million viewers on the night. Really? I think at wow. the time, it was like <laughs> one of the highest for a standalone <laughs> drama. He obviously, like, EastEnders gets... Would would have got that or only fools and horses, but for a standalone kind of one-off drama, it was it was still the the highest rated show. Obviously, you know, you're going in a bit of comfort when it came to me. I was at home. My mum and dad were out the night of the broadcast. They went out for a meal. I don't know why anyone goes out for a romantic meal uh, on Halloween, but they did. So it was me my brother and, and and my little sisters and there's a five-year age gap between so i have a younger sister an older brother so when we start I, he wanted to watch i'm sure if memory is correct he wanted to watch a john claude van damme film oh, and i oh. said, <laughs> said no i want to watch this because it looked exciting because it was live you know live drama live well obviously i didn't know it was yeah. drama but a live broadcast i find is, is, is quite exciting and it's even get even less of it now so i was oh no that's so we watched a bit of it and i was like oh this is quite good you know i, I was really you know oh, we'll maybe we will see something maybe we will see something because i thought it was real my brother was like oh, this is ridiculous clearly they're, they're actors you know him being you know 16 at the time oh, no. he could see through it and he was trying to sort of dismiss my uh just taking it on face value which is these are, you know, Sarah Green, I, she's not an actor. Yeah. You know, the only actor who's in it that I recognise <laughs> yeah. is Craig Charles, and that's debatable whether he actually is an actor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so I was I was completely pulled in. I was, I was, I don't know if I was the prime age. Uh, it just completely pulled me in, and I, I, I it scarred me. For a long time, but we'll get to, to, to that. In, what in time the, was the broadcast? Was it a nine o'clock broadcast? It was nine twenty-five, and this is the other thing that came out because they were saying that oh, you know, it's 
it's after the watershed because back then it was a big thing the watershed yep. nine o'clock after that you could get scenes of <laughs> what was what's the quote sexy scenes and some sexy oh, scenes yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very and some of your strongest swear words if it's romantic it might have some sexy scenes or very brief nudity it might also have some of the milder swear words so, but then the fact it was 9.25, I think because it was 9.25, I think a lot of people finished whatever was that ran till half nine, turned over, so missed the first five minutes where you do get the disclaimer, where you do get right. written by credits. And so people coming in thinking, oh, this is this live broadcast with Parky and, and the rest. Um, <laughs> but again... You know, why would he be hosting this? You know, <laughs> no, 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 I, you at that time you wouldn't think it was wasn't uh, real, would you? I know. Well, I, yeah, I think it's. I think with things like you know, like say Sarah, Sarah Green, Mike, they were so recognisable. And you know, what's great about like with Parkinson was that he is he was sort of part of the furniture growing. He was the he was the talk show host. Yeah. he was the, the reassuring kind of voice and so see him there it's like oh we're all all right michael parkinson's here he'll look after us parky <laughs> little, yeah, yes, little bit <laughs> but um but i think the cast I, I think that sarah green mike smith you know to, to a certain extent craig charles uh and the rest of the cast do a, a really good job i think whether they're convincing as a presenter or the convincing as in this you know this situation is you know getting out of hand or it's you know bizarre but it gets a lot of criticism about some particularly the child actors and maybe the uh the, the psychologist uh was it dr lynn pascal is a bit she's maybe she's she's too much acting so what are your thoughts on on, on the cast overall um i i yeah i think um because i went into it knowing that it was acting I perhaps had a little eye on it, kind of seeing how convincing is this really. And I thought, on the whole, they all kind of really warmed into it and got better and better. Even the children. Initially, I thought, oh, the children stick out a little bit there. Um, but then I thought the younger girl particularly became more and more at home in the role. And um, Sarah Green again, started a little bit like she was, you know, the, her first time acting, but by the end of it, she was just so <laughs> in the story that it became real. And I think, it's, I think it's quite interesting how they are, all those people are, like you say, Parkinson's a part of the furniture. They're all comforting faces and they're all not, not people who would have been associated with putting themselves on the edge. So you kind of felt in a real comfort zone with them. So I think it's really um, good casting in that respect. Perhaps, is it Mike Smith, did you say? Yes. Yeah, I thought I, I he was a bit. Uh, he looked like he was a bit of. He was too nice. He wanted just to kind of um, not trick us completely. He felt it felt like he was he was too kind. Oh. Fully trick us. <laughs> Lovely, you know, really nice guy. Um, I, I didn't actually think Craig Charles was a problem. To be honest, I, I thought he he was very Craig Charles. And uh, and I mean, I don't know if you plan to spend twenty. Five thirty minutes talking about Parkinson, but I I've been I was absolutely astonished by his performance. Does he have any acting training? You know what? No, he's, he's, he holds it so well. Can he act? Did he? Think, he was shown the footage, wasn't he, from inside the house? 
Yeah, so um, all the, the the house stuff was shot like three weeks before, yeah. and so right. they then had to sort of react just basically this, the, the what was on the screens and do the oh, let's go back to Sarah at the house kind of thing. Uh, but just got, it ties together so so well. Watching it live, I, I it was well, why would I question that it? it looked seamless? But you're right, I think I think Parkinson is genuinely great, and I like his sort of grounded. Skepticism, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of, That's really what you would do. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> things, but um, no, I, I, I think he's great. I think Sarah Green's really likable, and I think that, that you end up you worry about her because she's so yeah. lovable that you kind of it's like Sarah, don't go back down there again. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, I complete. I'm completely agree with with what what's been said so far. I did think, you know, the the two girls early on. It kind of did feel they're saying those because they're their lines, not because that's what's you know mm. coming into their head. And it's a difficult thing to do, particularly with, with child actors. And it's a difficult, you know, it's a very difficult concept to tell these child actors we're pretending it's a live show <laughs> actually happening. It's not like it's a it's like a TV drama. It has to be a different type of acting. Yeah. Which is, you know, so I don't I don't think they did too bad. Yeah, I think the the young girl did a better job overall than the uh than the older one, but the fact that the older one, you know, was was sort of acting up anyway, you know, kind of mm. helps in that regard. Um, the psychologist, yeah, it was quite quite a demanding role in some ways because she was involved a lot, and um, you know, she had to. There was quite a lot of exposition that she had to put across, and then also she had to be sort of reactive as well as sort of proactive with some of her acting. And it didn't always hit the mark, but I thought overall, I thought she did quite a good job. And I think it probably helps because I, I don't recognise her, so I don't, mm. I, I've not seen her in anything. In fact, most of the cast I've not seen in uh, in in. There, there was one one lady we, we thought might have been in uh, an episode of Knowing Me, Knowing You with Alan Partridge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, but, I want to get onto that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but I, I thought the you know the cast and the acting of the presenters and everything. And yeah, Craig Charles, you know, he's he's just playing a bit of a parody of himself a bit, you know, but he, he's being a bit of a clown, but that's kind of what what he does, I think. You know, he's an actor as well, like you say, in Corrie and things, but yeah, yeah. And Parkinson, he, he really, he did, he did a version of himself, you know, because sometimes when people like that get the chance to act, they like overdo it completely and they aren't, yeah. they aren't themselves, you know, it's a very, you know, you have to be, you have to play yourself in this scenario, which isn't always easy. Uh, so, yeah, overall, I thought it was a good job from the cast. When you first see Craig Charles, I actually thought he was good because he, I do remember him hosting things, you know. Was he on Games Master? Mm. Um, was he on Games Master? I can't remember anyway. The, um, Dominic, uh, the Wars, what the Robot Wars. He robot oh, Robot Wars, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He done he done live TV and he's a bit you know you could say he's a bit annoying but that that was realistic that that was his character yeah. and I yeah I think the 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 psychologist the the well the the paranormal expert was probably that was the first time he thought but that's that was my only problem because it did feel <laughs> did feel a bit knowing me knowing you at the start because <laughs> obviously Parkinson is a bit a bit partridge but he he was good but. Because of sort of the maybe the set and the, the way the, sh the shots are done, 
and the clothes and everything. That that's only in my mind. But at the time, of course, in the mid nineties, early nineties, you wouldn't be thinking mm. things like this. Mm. And yes, yeah. yeah, lovely voice, the slightly northern accent, and really yeah, when she's riled up by the American. Yeah. yeah, very cute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you see, this is exactly what he wants us to think. Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> that reminded me of Partridge. Uh, I design clothes. <laughs> you know, the, the, the clothes designer on on his uh, French his French special episode. Yeah. Uh, but that's no, that's being harsh. That's being harsh. The kids are always. You're never going to get a child actor who. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah, the only ones who could pull it off, maybe. Would have been famous then, anyway, wouldn't they? And mm-hmm. I'm assuming in the casting, they had to go for people really that they wouldn't, you wouldn't have heard of. Yeah, and I think in in the older girls' defence, there's a lot that's asked for for the performance. Yeah, yeah. You know, being kind of possessed and and you know the rest. She, I think, I think she comes off quite well. But going back to Mike Smith, Mike Smith wasn't supposed to be in it originally. He he was sent. Uh, so Sarah, obviously, they were married in real life. So. So Sarah Green was sent the script and he basically read it over her shoulder and he loved it. And he said, I need to be in this programme. <laughs> so they got into the writer and said, is there anything you can do? And, he, and so they said, right, well, why don't you man the phone? Yes. And then it adds another layer of the, yeah. the, the peril, isn't it? He's worried about her. Yeah. Well, that's something as well that I noticed. I recognised that number. 0818181 I think it was something like that. 811 811 Oh yeah. That was on like Noel's house party. Like yeah. they used to sing it and stuff like that. So I knew that was the BBC dialing number. So that that at the time would have been another reason to believe it. Yeah. And and, and I think there were people who rang up and, and stuff, weren't there? There were a considerable amount of people. The director <laughs> said that um she said, Oh, knowing what people are like the moment you put a number a telephone number in tv or film there's bound to be someone who phones it up to see if it's That's real it. yeah so they thought well let's put in that one because we know it's real and people recognize it so um so the idea was it was manned so during the broadcast it was going to be manned by like four or five people who would ring and answer and say this and there was also an automated message that said thank you for phoning this is a piece of drama because obviously people were phoning to say, you know, what's your, uh, do you have any paranormal stories? Is there anything kind of strange going on at the moment? So people were ringing up with the genuine yeah. stories. <laughs> so what happened over, over the course of an hour, the BBC received 30,000 phone calls <laughs> <laughs> and it, it basically, it couldn't cope. So when people were phoning, it couldn't get, you couldn't get the automated message. And also it was just like, on, it was off the hook. So therefore, reinforcing if you're a, yeah. a believer as such that you can't get through to the BBC because everyone is phoning the BBC to say my sandwich has fallen off the arm of the chair or <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. a table has exploded, you know, <laughs> and that, things like that. So, and and like you say, that, that it was the same number for going live. Oh, right, it was obviously yeah. a kids pro a TV series, so it was very much this is totally believable. I know that phone number. I think even if you did hear the automated message saying it was a drama, if you were of that mind, you might think, "Oh, they've got to, they've got to say that because they don't want kids to get worried, yeah. or they don't want mm-hmm. you thinking it's, anything bad's going to happen because it is live and all this." Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't, yeah, I, I, I was just thinking of the end credits. Did they, did they come up at the time? Because obviously, the yeah, yeah, it comes up with they? yeah, written by you know. <laughs> so obviously, you get um, you know Michael <laughs> Parkinson as himself. You know, but then you yeah. get to Lynn Pascal, he's played by Gillian Bevan. So 
But and children, you're right. I mean, paying attention well they would have been screaming and yeah yeah, but they shouldn't in theory have been watching it because it (laughs) well was it designed for kids was that part of the thing do you reckon the real intention was i don't know (laughs) yes i think (laughs) going back and and, and there's some elements in the story which are very dark um and i I think no i don't think the the ever it was ever sort of aimed at kids. The fact that it was set, you know, 25 minutes after the watershed, nothing really happens for a good 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. So there's a build-up you get, there's a yeah. sort of reveal, and then a sort of, you know, a bit of, you know, it's not really happening, it is sort of happening. But nothing really truly sinister sort of happens. So it's gone 10 o'clock, 10, you know, you know, it, pushing 11 o'clock by by the time you get to the really dark stuff so and and parkinson does say in it when he's when one of the callers he says your kids should be in bed by now <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah you're right can't because uh... the fact um, that it's on uh, those sort of times going live was a you know clearly a live program that i watched on saturday mornings so the only other time you got that was like telethons like come relief yeah. things like that so kids were probably allowed to stay up a bit yeah. later for things like that. And if nothing had happened for 40 odd minutes, the parents might be like, oh, yeah, this would be a bit of fun. I don't know. Let's just let them stay up yeah. and see if anything happens. <laughs> Obviously, they won't. Yeah. Well, like, but yeah, that event TV, isn't it? Yeah. 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 It's something special. You would... It's live, you know. Yeah. If you, if you were doing what it was meant to be, like equivalent of, go- <laughs> of going live or comic relief. But with ghosts, you would get who would you get? Yeah, you'd, you'd get someone like Mark, Michael Parkinson toast it. Sarah Green just does live TV. You'd get her, and yeah, I, th- I thought it was that made it a lot, a lot more convincing. I think yeah, Mike Smith may be probably the least talented of the acting yeah. uh, stage because <laughs> when he was though. meant to be concerned, like oh, oh no, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 By then, hopefully, the audience were too invested that they didn't really notice that. Yeah. So welcome live this Halloween night to the first ever TV Ghost Watch. That's the scene in uh, Fox Hill Drive in Northolt. Our outside broadcast units are there. That's the house where it might all happen tonight or it might not. We shall see. We're going to investigate one of the most baffling and fascinating areas of human experience, the supernatural. Tonight, television is going ghost hunting in an unprecedented scientific experiment we hope to show you for the first time irrefutable proof that ghosts really do exist. I'm joined in the studio by Dr. Lynn Pascoe to give her expert technical advice. Throughout the programme, I'll be taking other expert opinion about the supernatural from both here and America. You'll be telling us your ghost stories. And as our tale unfolds, we'll be taking your calls about just what you're seeing. Well, let's go to the main location of our programme, the house in Fox Hill Drive. Craig Charles, that well-known ghost hunter, is our reporter. Craig, how are you? Hi, Michael. Yeah, I'm fine. I've taken the Valium, man. Later on, we're going to be interviewing the medium who tried unsuccessfully to exercise the house behind me. I wonder if he's heard from Elvis lately. However, with me is Pam Early, the mum of the house. Hello, Pam. And she's going to be taking us through the whole spine-tingling story. And after that, you can share with us your own supernatural experience on our very own Halloween witchboard. I mean, switchboard. Over to you, Smithy. It opens in the studio, which is quite a nice set. I like the set. I think there's some laughable bits, like the uh, oh, portrait the... above the... Uh... Yeah, I saw that we were wet ourselves last night. Again, I, we watched it. I laughed at 
but I think that was a deliberate choice to make you feel that oh look how silly this is. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I love the. I also love veil that's over the. Um, the, the the phone bank that where they light up it disappears and it's revealed you yeah. know the people on the phones and Mike Smith's there but he's yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, I think the set is, is great but yeah I did watch it again I thought uh, that that portrait of the ghost in a bed so sheet funny, it's genius that yeah I think it's a very clever yeah, move I, I, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's it's sort of makes it a little bit cheesy and a bit knowing yeah. so you then you're you think, oh, it's just like, this is the BBC, isn't it? You know, it's just a bit. But then I also noticed that by the fireplace on the ground, there's, there's like these stone heads that have, <laughs> there's like, it's like a menacing head with flames inside it. And I remember thinking, I didn't pop, pick up on that last time. <laughs> yeah, it's just there. And I think that's one thing that, that there's such a concerted effort in the entire thing to make you feel really uneasy. Mm. And it's it, it's such a clever, really well thought out. With it, whether it's the direction, whether you know in the writing and the performance, it's just to try and make you feel just a little bit sort of creeped out. No matter what, if it, even if it is just the opening. Obviously, we arrive on Fox Hill Drive. This is where the the the, the influences of the Enfield yeah. poltergeist yeah, I was say, haunting yeah. comes in. Your know, two girls, sort of broken family kind of thing. Um, but I like again. You arrive, you get that you know the vans, the outside broadcast vans. You know you've always got a bunch of people just milling around because you want yeah, to. Get yeah. to <laughs> <laughs> it makes it very believable. Again, it's oh, of course you've got someone who's like cheering in the background or making noise. I think it's I think it's really good that it's just like an estate and it's not. Again, it is you know very much like the Enfield haunting, but it's not like. For this special one-off ghost watch, they've they've gone to this big old, you know, cliched mm. house. Um, yeah, they could have cordoned yeah. it off and done it all specially. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whereas whereas this, you know, it's in not in the most ideal location. If you if you know if you were making a scary drama, you wouldn't choose like an, a house on an estate because yeah, it's, it's too the near rooms as well. It's too near safe. So difficult it's to get the camera near. up and down the staircase. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I, I think that's a really good really good thing as well it just makes it you know because the vast majority of people watching it probably live something like in one of those houses or something yeah. similar or so it's, you know it's across the road yeah and i think that's the crowd like Matt says you know if it were to be at some kind of mansion or old castle you wouldn't have crowds naturally gathering at that but by having it on this estate people are you know coming out of the houses to take part and it builds that uh feeling of it being an event and like you say chris People will have been watching it in their houses, on their streets. This feels like just another street um, that everyone watching would f be able to relate to. Um, yeah, I think a a another very smart choice. You get introduced to, and again, it's really nice that, that you know, Sarah Green's very uh, bouncy and very smiley and things are kind of, you know, looking kind of, you know, positive. It's like, oh, this is exciting. Yeah, um, yeah. What we yeah. might be see, we might not see anything, and they get introduced to, um, the, you know, the cameraman and the sound man. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's his name? Nick Demescu or something? Yeah, yeah. Alan, absolutely. Alan absolutely. <laughs> yeah. He did the sort of only real fluff that I think they probably perhaps should have done a few more of them, where he sort of got his words a bit mixed up at the beginning when yeah. they went inside the yes in, inside the van. Talking about the 
the, the tech and things. Yeah, no, I like that uh, because obviously it's, it's pre-recorded, so in theory they could have just said, "Oh, let's do it again." But I think, like you say, it adds to the, the realism. And there's a few bits. There's the mother as well. She stumbles over her words a couple of times. Mm. But yeah, and you get to see the infrared camera, and it kind of sets it all. Yeah, it's kind of later. Yes, so it's all very kind of, you know, and then you get introduced to Craig Charles, who's very Craig Charles, very, you know, he, again, he sort of sees it as, you know, this is just a bit of fun, this is ridiculous, it's just something silly. And he's and, and there's a, like, he's excited by it because it's live and it's, you know, something different. I think it works really well. The, the one thing that's really strange is that when they go into the house and you're introduced to the family, there's given, bearing in mind that this family who have been, under a tremendous amount of stress to do with this this poltergeist or haunting, are celebrating Halloween with animals and have decorated their home. And I always thought that was really strange. I was traumatized by ghosts. Would I celebrate Halloween? (laughs) Before it was that popular in this country, certainly. Well, yeah. I don't think most houses would have had that. In the no, they're going out of their way to celebrate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> bring it on these people. Yeah. By this point, have we we've seen the video, the the recording of yes. them in bed, haven't we? That's oh, this is the main case because of this footage. It's almost as if I don't know if Parkinson introduced it in a certain way that suggests you may have already seen this footage, kind yeah. of, like, yeah. um, which I thought was clever. And adds to the intrigue. So before you actually go into the house, you're already very interested to to meet the victims, kind of. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's a pretty unsettling video as well. Oh, yeah. You know, the fact that he dismisses it as well, Parkinson, <laughs> even though to as a viewer you're like, no, no, I definitely did see something there. Why on earth yeah. are they not? Cons-? And yeah. then she points out the wrong bit on it. Yes, she I sort of that. makes it look as if that's his belly or something. Oh right, yes, his arm, isn't it? Which gets you yeah. frustrated, and probably people were then right ringing. They didn't see it right. Spot on. The the the, the, the appearances of obviously pipes is oh. so well done. Oh. It's so well done yeah. to the point where it's that corner of your eye, isn't it? It's that. Well, yeah. And, yeah. And also that that so you get to, so you see it, and it's quite clearly there's someone there, and then it's like let's rewind it, let's go back. You look. It's no one's there anymore. Yeah. Then yeah. she gets the light pen, and then she's. I, I can't see that. And then they show it a, third, a fourth time, and he's back. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, this is you can't. This isn't Sky Plus where you can pause it and rewind. No, it. no. Yeah. I saw it. No, I didn't. Yeah, no, it's absolutely. You're in there, hands, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. It's so well done. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in terms of in terms of effects, you know, it's very very well done. It's not. There's no obvious cuts where all of a sudden there's a person in the room and then. Like that, I thought, yeah. I thought all the effects were done really well. I, I don't actually know how they've created that. Uh, that well, it's real. It's, I think that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I assume they they might have done a couple of takes, one with and one without. Yes. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Imagine. Yeah, I, I think it's seamless. But then there are the scenes later where Pipes is actually in the room with yeah. the cast, and the camera pans past, and it pans back, yeah. and he's gone. So clearly, yeah, the that is there. Yeah, out and then comes back in again. Yeah, yeah, and the reflection in the conservatory window—that, yeah. daring that, oh, <laughs> Yeah. When obviously, when you're introduced to the family and you get the kind of the, uh, this sort of history of what's going on, and and the mum obviously mentions the unfortunately named glory hole. <laughs> yeah, what, 
Um, <laughs> is that what people call them? <laughs> I've never known anyone call? say the cupboard yeah, underneath the stairs. That we're sniggering, or would people have been laughing at home at the time? I, think, I think they would. I think they would. <laughs> um, but yes, and you know the talk of her, the, the mother's experiences of, of oh, the, 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 what had gone on, and oh. you know the, the banging and the the the. the there's this what she said she says something about her getting trapped underneath in there and yeah. the smell of cabbage and someone breathing yeah, in her that, face. That yeah. Oh. Amazing, yeah you've so heard that disturbing. before about that's what apparently what ghosts smell like isn't it yeah I think i've heard that in a few things yeah i find that really scary whenever i've heard it in you know in fictional films and all that and whenever they mention that there's a bad odor it, yeah, even it's that, terrifying. yeah it's unsettling and um, you know, cabbage is perhaps quite comical, quite a comical vegetable. <laughs> somehow, in, no. in context, it's like, oh, oh. I remember in um, in the Conjuring, the, there's <laughs> there's there's a there's a there's a the ghost that keeps appearing to the girls in that film. The Conjuring um, has a bad odor, but the I think like the <laughs> one girl accuses her, the other girl of like, were you farting all night? Were you trumping <laughs> yeah, all yeah. night? So again, it's like walking that fine line between a, a comical association, but actually, I don't that you wouldn't want to smell that if you're stuck in a in a glory hole. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I think the um, that setup of of her sort of intri- and, she, and the mum is also quite. She comes across as being quite stressed out by this, which she, obviously you would be. She has a slightly unhinged, she's quite wide-eyed. Yeah. Yeah, she uh, like she's just on the cusp of completely losing it. But one other thing that I always found really disturbing is in her bedroom, she has all this hairdressing equipment and there's these yeah. kind of like hairdressing heads. Oh. And yeah, I saw them. Yeah, well. sat there and every time I watched it, I'm like, oh, what's this? You know, and this is something you have... can get off-putting. When we, uh, in our house growing up, in our attic, there was two sort of like, Heads a bit like that. I don't know whether mum had used them in the past. They weren't as e- e- extravagant. I think they made out of polystyrene, but yeah, yeah. We used to hide it around the house and put it. <laughs> you know, when fr- little, when friends came round or to stay over, we'd sometimes put it in a scary place so that there's, if there's just a little bit of light, you could see this shape yeah. of a head in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And pretend and join in. And then I think one time we. We coloured in some eyes to make it look like an alien as well. <laughs> yeah, we tried everything. <laughs> Funnily enough, Matt and me went. We took uh, the dog for a walk um, after having watched it walking around the estate at like probably eleven o'clock at night. And a lot of houses going to sleep, kind of. You could tell the curtains were shut, lights were shutting down. But there was one upstairs light on. Do you remember this, Matt? Yeah, where the and there was just a a head, a bust again, <laughs> completely motionless. And so scary. Yeah, exactly. And it just, as a silhouette, you can't see any detail. Just seeing a head makes you sort of want to imagine what it is. Um, yeah. So I, I, I don't, if that's what you, when you see the, the, you say there are two busts in. There's two, yeah. This yeah. really long necked. And, 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 so scary. Yeah, just like, like almost like an alien head, you know. Yeah. And it's just unsettling. It's I, I don't know if it's it was done on purpose. I don't because I don't think they ever mentioned that her she's a, a hairdresser or anything. Because she has two of those massive kind of hair drying things that you know you know, that no. pop yeah, yeah. on top of your head. I assume she doesn't need two, but she's just doing her her. her it's, it's now like a classic technique of these sorts of horror films where. They know the viewer is going to be looking out for things in the background, and they want to be the first one to spot yeah. them. 
So there's a lot of tricks, obviously, that come up because they couldn't just show, 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 show. Mm-hmm. They have to have the odd uh, tr- trick object, so to speak. Yeah. And playing with mirrors and lights and things like that and having things in the background that could be something. But it, we, we'll probably we'll talk about it later, about how, goodness me, it must have influenced many, many uh, yeah. films and uh, the whole found footage uh, craze as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so and then there's there's a bit where is it is it where is it Suzanne's school book where as they're flicking through the show it <laughs> she's got all these like scribbles and all this sort of like demonic writing. Yeah. And the yeah. mum was she says something like, I was so cross. I was I was going to hit her, I was so mad. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Thought, wow. Couldn't say that there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again though, I think a bit like um the head bus and but the the way they show this book, they don't dwell on it that much. They don't leave no. the camera on minutes and minutes so you can see every detail. So all you've got is a glimpse. And as an audience, it makes you bring your imagination to it. You sort of imagine the worst and you set, your mind goes in lots yeah. of different directions when things are left vague and when there's just a snapshot, you, you, you've, you've got just seconds to kind of imagine what, what's behind that. And just to see that writing flick by on the pages and then... They breeze past it. It's just a, a small drop that um, you know just makes the air uncertain in the house. It's great. Interesting that, that, that putting things in like the background and given obviously that is the main conceit of this is that pipes appears yeah. and then it sort of disappears. But then as a viewer, you spend the entire time mm. every time the camera pans looking for something in the background. Yeah. Exactly. Because you're desperate. Exactly. I've seen. No, it's not like I've seen. No, 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 no. no. You know, like you're saying that you want to be the first one to see it. But yeah, <laughs> really unsettling. And I think that's the, the, again, the sorry the, the the you know like you say it's on the found footage, but having cameras planted everywhere mm-hmm. for them to be able to choreograph this is absolutely yeah. unbelievable. So because not only have you got footage of landings and hallways and stairs, but you've got footage within footage. So you've got yes, you know, in the background you can see their monitors what they're seeing, and like in the truck you can see the cameras appearing on the screens and stuff like that. So there's so much mirroring going around. You're being shown so many different corners that your eyes do get busy looking for just yeah. a glimpse. And not only is that obviously a really clever technique, but to pull it off is a massive feat and deserves utter respect for how they've managed to do that. You wouldn't choose a two up, two down, would you? You would, if, Like say, you would choose a sort of big haunted house if you wanted to do it on a technical perspective because though it's so difficult for the cameraman to get around and not get the right angles and the kitchen but i don't know whether it's it's not conservatories it's like the back there's a back window isn't it door yeah yeah yeah. so you keep flicking around and the light of the camera you keep thinking oh was that a cameraman i saw in the background or was that yeah is that pipes and you your mind gets gets thinking maybe maybe that was i don't know What I also I like <laughs> during the, the first what half an hour is that at times it gets a bit dull. Like it's, you know, there's like yeah, cutting, it's cutting away, and it's like, oh, let's, here's here's a, an interview with so and so. Here's this, yeah. and, oh, we're going back now, and the, yeah. but you feel like the filling time. Yeah, again, exactly. It's a false sense of security. It's like, oh well, the, I'm, I'm, why are we watching this? It's getting a bit, yeah. getting a bit boring, isn't it? Nothing's going to happen. Yeah, Craig Charles does so a well. Well. A false knock on the door, doesn't he? Just yeah, it's good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Quite yeah. with the mask on, 
Yeah, that's, yeah. Is that when she's making a cup of tea for all the cameramen? Yeah. You, you kind of wondering Nothing. Why, why are they sticking with this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's brilliant, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Coffee, so yeah. It feels so unbelievable yeah. in, in yeah. those little moments of let's 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 let make a brew to get a Nescafe, you know, instant coffee now. And, you know, there's a bit of sort of banter, and it feels quite relaxed. And the, the, you can feel, you know, there's a feeling of excitement. But yeah, and and the, 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 I suppose for me, one of the more sort of disturbing moments is where. Um, it's with, with Craig Charles, where he decides to interview the local residents, and you wander down the street with him, and uh, he starts saying, "Oh, you know," and they've got a few stories. And there's two mothers, and there's like a bit of a wasteland, and then there's a park nearby. Yeah. And then they start talking about like, "Oh, there's been some incidents in the past, hasn't there?" I'm like, <laughs> um, well, my son found a dead Labrador. Oh, that was open, great. and you're like. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> and then she sort of explained, like, oh, it was, yeah, it had been cut open. And you think this is the worst bit? And then she goes, yeah. And it was pregnant. And the feces yeah. were scattered around. It's like, oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> it's not yeah. of any relevance to any of it. It's just sort of a red herring to the overall story, isn't it? It's I think just it's, a horrible I, local tale, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I think he's trying to sort of imply that, yeah, that it's either just there to unsettle or as later on, you know, when when you find out the, the sort of origins of, of pipes and stuff, that <laughs> it's almost like the almost in that area, it, there's something kind oh. of nasty going on. Yeah, didn't doesn't um, they, they kind of mention they describe the setting fairly early on that this is an estate, of, you know, for art. I can't remember. It was quite a funny description of it. Like this is a very aggressive area or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's an odd choice of word, um, but yeah, yeah, it's. You're right. It creates that sense that this, even though it's a normal street, there've been some fairly abnormally unpleasant things that have gone on. And that that idea with the puppies, it may be a red herring, but it's it's shocking, isn't it? Yeah. It shocks you three times, as in, oh Labrador, you know, oh they're so nice, and then <laughs> open, oh dear, and then yeah, when you find out about the pup, the litter of puppies, it's like, goodness me. Yeah. This is bad. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, uh, and then he, he was the and he starts chatting to is it the medium or spiritualist? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Lacey. <laughs> chatting while they're walking along the pavement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's quite realistic. Walking dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was he, a bit of an odd guy. He was. That, he would be though, wouldn't he? I suppose. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he yeah. said, didn't, didn't he try to sort of exercise the the house or something? But. He, he, he felt physically sick and then his hand smelled of blood and stuff. (laughs) And like, Craig Charles is just like... (laughs) Yeah. Do you think he should have been a bit more reactive or like, sorry if, you know, kids don't watch this and dear me, that's that's terrible. You you seemed a bit matter-of-fact about some of it. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, I think maybe maybe you're right. I think it just should have been, oh, this is, you know... There 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 are a couple of times where you get a little water, mostly from Parkinson. That you know what you're about to hear is could be you know distress or yeah. disturbing. What you're about to see is extremely <laughs> disturbing. Do any serious acting or have any serious lines in the in the story? I don't think he does. Does he? At the end, he gets a bit cross that something you know. He, yeah, he, he was being filmed during the conversation. But yeah, like he breaks character yeah. almost, isn't it? 
he that gets was really the cut to him and he starts like, well, why don't you, this is the BBC, darling. And then, yeah, yeah. He, and then when the police arrive, he sort of escorts the girls into the to the police car. Yeah. And he kind of puts yeah. his, he, he stood there, he's like, he's got his head in his hands. It's like, it's beyond him now. It's like, oh, God, this is, <laughs> it's something got really real. I don't know what to do. I thought with that scene, to make it even more realistic, they could have had him swear or do something like that, that, that mm. shows he knew he was off, he didn't think he was on camera. Yeah. And it would sort of, oh, heck, this is real. They, they don't know what they're doing now. They're just panicking and it's your proper yeah. reaction, what you would do. There's actually There's no, no swearing in it, really. Yeah, you're right, because they've, They've not held back in any other way. It's it's certificate now is a twelve, isn't it? I think. Yeah. Which is quite light, I think, for what it, some of the content. Yeah, I, it should be fifteen. I, I've got a feeling though, on TV at that time, and not films in TV. I don't know whether there was as much swearing in things like you know, in mm. even like you know, I don't know, Cracker or I might be wrong, but you know, yeah. and things like that. I don't know whether there's, I think swearing on TV might be something that's. More, uh, yeah. more. Oh yeah, uh, they knew they were on TV as well. So the the girls uh, would have been on the best behaviour in that respect, and the mother would probably not have swore her, her type of character. And obviously, Sarah Green's a professional, so even though yeah. she was scared, mm. she's not going to go, "Oh shit," or something like that. Mm. It's just that bit with Craig <laughs> Charles. You know, he might have you know, yeah, yeah. this or whatever. I was yeah. making jokes, yeah. isn't he? He said, I, I, "I had a bet with Mike Smith. Oh yeah, four letter word out of you. She calls him a beast." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Realistic live joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 It was a bit flat. Smithy. It didn't quite deliver it well. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favourite things, and again, watching it recently, that is really effective and is again a clever conceit is is the phone calls and this kind of the what they call box pops. So you know, kind of an interview with someone talking about their experience, mm. and there's a couple that really stand out. There's the one. There's a guy who's on the phone. He talks about how he he left his fish out, and there was saliva on. <laughs> oh the, yeah, like yeah. Spat on it. And then there was spit on the floor, and then on his shoes. And then he tried to do something, and then there was feces smeared on his door, and that made me. Yeah. Think, it made me think ghost poo. Is that a thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think had a bit too much <laughs> to drink. One of them. <laughs> yeah, that's the one about the uh, the Welsh guy, isn't it? With his cheese and pickle yeah, yeah. and the plate fell off the arm. It just, it just fell off. <laughs> but what that does, though, that his look, the saliva and the um, the feces, is make you wonder what kind of ghost pipe is. Because at the at that point, yeah. you don't know how malevolent he is, what exactly you know, how he behaves in the house and things like that. And you're wondering, oh. Is, is Pipes going to be one of these that's going to do absolutely disgusting things, you know? <laughs> or is he is he someone <laughs> who, who subtly does uh, chips away at the family? And so by you're getting all these different profiles of ghosts, and you're kind of wondering which one is Pipes, what kind of ghost yeah. is Pipes going to be? You did. I don't know whether this, you know, it's one of the big scares, but I don't know. It doesn't seem to be mentioned much. He is in the studio early on. Yeah. That is pipes, isn't it? Yeah, behind that, the, the, well, the, the, the table. Yeah, yeah. You see, you see. So somebody mentions it. Don't doesn't someone ring in and say they thought they saw something? Or I imagine they don't take the call. Or there's a call that they don't take or something. I I wondered if yeah, mention it. There comes a point where with each appearance of pipes, you think, oh, you know, someone, you yourself are like, someone's got to ring in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on, someone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
was watching it just the other day, you know, and it wasn't certainly wasn't live because it was filmed so many years ago. But I was thinking, oh, you know, someone's going to phone in and mention yeah. that. They mentioned the first one, yeah. that footage, so someone's going to mention each time they say it, but they don't, which kind of frustrates you and thinks that you're one step ahead and you you know what their yes. fate is, kind of, which is really good. Originally, I was perhaps frustrated that they weren't calling, but actually I realised that actually it put me, uh, you know, a step ahead, kind of thinking that I could see pipes and they couldn't. I think, um, without wanting, again, to jump the gun, I do think it's important that there's a sighting of him there because that obviously makes the ends have mm. a bit more sense. Yes. That it's not just at the house, it's <laughs> coming to the studio as well. <laughs> Which, uh, yeah, of course, you know, we'll discuss later. But, yeah, I, I think I think it's really it's important in that sense. And, again, it's a bit like, hang on, is that is that a person? Like, is it a... What is it, cameraman or is it, a, mm. you know? I yeah, because it's live. They yeah, might have yeah. made a mistake, some stagehand or something. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. It could be explained away, but. And you wouldn't think that the ghost could reach into the studio. You don't, but, you think that's kind of option, no. don't you? But it's that's a safe place, place, isn't it? Yeah. It plants a bit of that idea that pipes can cross the camera. <laughs> and I think also that the, the phone calls where you, you don't necessarily hear what it is, like Mike Smith will say, we've had more phone calls of sightings. We've had more yeah. phone calls of, of, of people, of, of animals being upset and disturbed. <laughs> yeah, As a viewer, watching, it, yeah. watching it, you know, live as such, you're thinking, this is, everyone's being affected by this. Yeah. Every, you know, it's, it's just not, it's not self-contained. It adds more to the, the, the conceit that it isn't, like you know, that isn't drama. That you're being told that you know the people phoning in and panicking and they're having you know, paranormal you know experiences and their dogs are upset and you know people are getting really sort of distressed and things and people were seeing things that maybe you've missed oh you know it's like yes. you can go back and yeah. watch that again it's like well I can't do that you're at the behest of Parky saying can we can we rewind I'll show that clip again. The Chris, are you able to say as a twelve-year-old? Can you remember how? Like, I imagine if I was watching that as a twelve-year-old, as well as watching the screen, I would be looking around the house. I'd be well looking around the room. And I don't know if you had a pet, but yeah, like, oh, yeah. Crumbs is my dog going to start barking? And you're 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 kind of keeping an eye on your house as well because it's yeah. Amazingly, the story is reaching out of your own television and into your very moment where you are. <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty powerful. So it's all, yeah. yeah. It's almost it's almost sort of uh, sort of an interactive element yeah. because we had patio doors that led to like the garden and there wasn't a light. So when you looked out it was oh, black. Yeah. So again, oh, was, yeah. you know, and we had lived in a similar house, you know, almost like a two up, two down type thing on an on a stage. So for me it was very real. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a glory hole there, Chris, or is, it, is that the difference? Uh, no, no, sadly. No, just a downstairs toilet. <laughs> That's just your current house, then. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like in the, the tele, you know, the, the studio area with Mike Smith and the people on the phone call handling phone calls? They're effectively extras, aren't they? Yeah. You know, like busying around yeah. and doing because presumably they they obviously weren't actually answering the phone. No, I know they did a good job. <laughs> but it was the kind of thing you saw on Comet Relief and uh, well, Crime Watch is the other one. Sorry, isn't mm, it? Yeah. That's the other oh, obvious reference. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with not with just the name, but you'd have someone in, in the side studio like that taking care of the phone calls. Something else I found quite funny was <laughs> when receiving the phone calls. Even though the sound seemed to be coming into the studio, 
they uh, Michael Parkinson and the uh, psychologist or whatever. <laughs> 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 Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, very literal. Yeah. Dramatic license, you know. They might have been told to do that to make it look more like they were listening. Yeah, you know? but then you get <laughs> the, the, the call with the, the the woman. You get a few red herrings with the guy with the sandwich. Yeah, and then you get um, the woman with the with her husband. My husband just touched the, the coffee table and the glass exploded. Oh yeah, and it's really descriptive. Her performance is 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 really good. What she talks about. She keeps sort of like trailing off. Saying, There's blood everywhere. Yeah. The kids don't. The kids won't turn off the TV. And Parky's like, "Your kids well, should be in bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> turn off the TV and send them to bed." <laughs> but it, it is disturbing. And he's he's just gone now in the ambulance, and there's still blood on the walls. Everywhere. The psychologist <laughs> request that they take a photograph and send it in as well. So you're quite yes. you're, yeah, he doesn't deny that situation, and you you become more and more aware of these situations and the sort of building up in your head. You want to find out a bit more about that as well. Obviously, the the story doesn't go that direction. And so back to Fox Hill Drive, you suddenly <laughs> disco- discover a wet patch, and this yeah. perfect oh, yeah. circle, yeah. which is simultaneously unsettling, but also. I don't know. Yeah. It's sort of, so what? You know, <laughs> given, given some of the other things they've expressed their experiences, like it's a wet patch, one of the kids has just spilled something. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things where it could easily be explained away because it might just be water. Uh, it would be an easy thing that you might see around the house. But the fact that it's in a perfect mm-hmm. circle mm-hmm. and then it's realistic, you know, the technique she sort of tries to sort of get a sample. Oh, yeah. oh what have we got on us? Yeah. We've got uh, one of those those things. Lovely technique of, of getting it, and then the go get going up on the 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 table. Oh, I don't know whether it'll carry my weight and all this sort of. Yeah. It does. It's realistic, isn't it? You know, yeah. that's the kind of thing she'd say. Yeah, that's where it comes a bit into challenge Annika as well. Of course, I just realised. Yes, I was going to say that the influence of obviously the the, the her the the relationship between her and the cameraman and the soundman and lots yes, of running yeah. upstairs and yeah. you know the yeah. camera just you know the boom yeah. mic comes in and you know everyone's pushing past each other it adds it to <laughs> a, a, a realistic hope they were proper cameraman <laughs> and sound mixers and all the people yeah. I don't I don't want them to be actors I really don't no. <laughs> and then in that scene where she's 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 she like she checks the the light fitting doesn't she for, for if there's anything that's dripped down there she's like no it's dry it's like Give it a smell. <laughs> I don't want to smell. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Realistic, it doesn't smell. Yeah, yeah. The, the camera moves and you see someone in the doorframe for really? a second. What? And it goes yeah. back there. And then it's Suzanne who right. jumps out and makes Sarah Green right. jump. She scares her. You're right, yes. But that, again, it's like, at that stage, I was like, I don't trust mm. this girl. I think she's something something yeah. up with her kind of thing. And obviously you find I think she's an actor. Yes. And then we get and then the next sort of big scene is the um is the, the first banging, the the real yes. yeah. sort of when when the kids are supposed to be are they supposed to be are they, are they sent off to bed at that point? I think they are, aren't they? Yeah. Um eight o'clock. And then there's the reveal. <laughs> Which the, obviously, the fake. yes. Yeah. I was listening to another kind of podcast the, the, the other day that was about um, real, supposedly real kind of hauntings and all that paranormal experience. And in that, the exact same thing happened. 
were a family we were supposedly haunted, and then they got people to come around. I think someone from the newspapers, um, and they they was they saw it, they heard the banging, they heard saw like a dressing table move up and down. More and more people came to see it, and it happened. And then it became such a big thing that one of the kids was found banging the table yeah. to get to turn the lights on. And I think that's sort of, you know because she, I, I feel that, that Suzanne's under so much pressure. Yeah, the nation is watching. She's scarred, clearly, very distressed, yeah. literally scarred. We need to, we need to show them. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Those pictures, oh, like no, her really eyes are sort of like yeah. trem- oh, yeah. horrible. Yeah, yes. it did look like the kind of crime yeah, photograph you'd see, wouldn't yeah. it? You know? Can I no, ask something no. about horrible. about Suzanne? What is it that she as she is everything that she does and has done? fake or you know like the voice and everything and the scratches on her are they i I don't know whether it's left open-ended i know the scratches the cats is that what that is necessarily you know hinted at and then the voice obviously because we hear that later on as well is it i mean what's what are people's takes on it or am i you know am i being stupid no i think i think i think it's there to, to deliberately discredit her uh, and it's not to say that none of those things happen because you, you you cut to those again, which is really nice. It's not just we're in the studio with her. There's that that like university footage of her being yeah. tested, and they talk about uh, well, they put like some dyed yeah. water in her mouth and taped her yeah. mouth up, and so she could still make yeah. the noise, but then tries to make the noise when she's yeah, you know, not I think not under hypnosis or something. And I think you're meant to believe that it's real. It's obviously. It, that scene sort of discredits. Oh, yeah, it's like almost in a film. What is it known as the midpoint reversal, where the plot the plot is yes. going how you want it. Things you know, it's it's building and building to the conclusion you're hoping, but then this dashes all your hopes and upsets the whole yeah. progress that you've yeah. been making. It resets Parkinson's stance because you kind of think that he starts mm-hmm. as a skeptic, but is being won over, and then you're like, oh great, so Parky's going to go right. Leaving and well, yeah. all the momentum here, and it's so important to have that. And maybe we're focusing on the wrong yeah. girl. Who knows? <laughs> Some, yeah. But I like. You felt a bit. She's been desperate, you know. But like, I, 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 I feel yeah. a bit sorry. I like that bit. Very dramatic about suddenly. We're, we're, I think we've been focusing, and and the psychologist is all like, you know, like oh, maybe it's mm. him. Yeah, the, the, yeah. The focus of it. There's a sort of oh, hang on. We were expecting it to be her. So one of the other bits later on, which I remember when I when I watched it, I thought it almost tipped me <laughs> over the edge. Is where Sarah Sarah Green goes to the toilet. To oh, yeah. oh yes, yes. And you hear the oh, a groan or a sigh. You hear it, and she turns round. She says, "There's someone behind the door," and obviously you see it yeah. in the door. There's no way someone could be stood behind the door. There's like a coat hanger kind of thing. But I remember watching. I thought. She saw. I don't think she's a presenter. Yeah. She's real. She's her acting is brilliant. And I heard it as well. Yeah. I heard the. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the camera. Yeah, that was right though. All the, the trust that you yeah. put in her, she was all your face and a happy, um, friendly face. That you know that she's not in on it. You know she's perfectly honest and truthful. So for her to yeah. experience that, you're like, hey. Yeah, maybe there is something. And I think that, like you said, Chris, the fact that no one could stand there. I don't know why. You know, I think that makes it more disturbing that, you know, yeah, it makes one it there. Yeah. 
and and obviously we don't see it, so it's a bit like, well, maybe she's, you know, she might have seen something, but we've not seen it, so I don't know, you know, we do we believe her or you know, was she just getting a bit too carried away? It as seems well? to also be in with within <laughs> Pipes' character that he likes to stand against walls and in corners. <laughs> <laughs> it fits his profile, yeah. He likes to stand with his back. Glory holes. Two things, so you know. And at that point, hasn't she sort of been forced into that room? Because I don't know either they were looking or they were, there was something going on in the bedroom there, the banging. And you're, all, I feel like she was almost trapped there. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, heck, are they not going to be able to get out of this? It's out of this, Without, without yeah, seeing something. Or they're no longer sort of dictating yeah. where the story goes. No, it definitely feels that, that like you were saying about the, the that sort of, I suppose, in sort of that dramatic sense that finding out that Suzanne is faking it. Like say resets the story, but also offers mm. the audience a sense of relief because you're building up and everyone's convinced they're seeing something. It's like, oh no, we're all, it's okay. Don't worry, yeah. it's just, it's just. I reckon, you know, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll take I can imagine out. a lot of parents who are watching with the children would be like, "See, told you, you know, everyone's on part." <laughs> yeah, well, let's turn this off. Come on, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Knock it off. That, 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 um, that the final act is. What you know is absolutely crazy. It just ramps it up and just doesn't give up. And because you like to say you've got that that first hour of building up interest to just to sort of shatter it, you know, like oh, you know, we're going to see something. No, we're not because the kids are the kids are faking. And then to drop in real moments and build up that the yeah. terror and the tension again is so well done. So well, yeah, and I think the Parkinson says, you know, apologies for, you know, that the following programs had to be postponed or delayed. Um, so <laughs> wow, you've been this is like your yeah, that was so realistic. Here, yeah. Kind of, I don't know if Chris, you know, how it appeared in the TV listings. Was it just nine twenty-five till ten, and actually, you know, there was something scheduled to be after that they had to, because I, I don't, you know, people might have been like, well. It's still forty-five minutes left. It's finishing well, what it's meant to. Yeah. <laughs> again, again, you know, because they were worried that even before it was broadcast, the BBC was so worried that people would be, you know, I suppose, convinced that it was real. Is that they ended up putting an article in the Radio Times where they, they interviewed them and talked about how it was a drama, it was going to be a, a Halloween special, mm-hmm. but not everyone buys the Radio Times, you know, and so if you hadn't seen that. Again, you know, 11 million viewers. Yeah. How many of those people yeah. had a copy of Radio Times? How many people tuned in? Yeah. Half an hour so late. Media to communicate you know, with each other. To, no, it, it's for just, it to, to for news to quickly spread that it's fake. Yeah. You're stuck in your home, watching, mobile phone. not knowing right. what anyone else on your streets thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you were looking yeah. to have a mobile phone, which would be like a brick. <laughs> you know, you <laughs> might be able to. You know, it wasn't. You, you like you say you won't be able to just search on Twitter. You know, hashtag something. No, exactly. Hashtag yeah. Ghostwatch. Somebody would have said like, "Oh, I saw them filming at this estate." Did, a few weeks just speaking ago. of which, did no, Inside yeah. Number Nine when they did like their um, live special, they did use social media, didn't they? In quite a yeah, yeah. way. Yeah, they did. <laughs> yes, really <laughs> well. But I assume that I wasn't filmed was live, was it? They did say it was. Oh, was it? I, no. Uh, yes. Yeah, it's quite clearly, yeah. you know, that, that Ghostwatch is a massive influence on that. that yeah, yeah. For me, I, I, I get maybe I'm just an absolute sucker, but I remember watching it because I'd seen them on Twitter say, You need to watch it live, I think it's best. I thought, Oh, this would be really exciting. Again, <laughs> yeah. 
particularly, I think for me, live drama, there's something, you know, so, so exciting about that. Yeah. Watching it, and then there's a technical dropout. Oh, yeah. I remember thinking, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm absolutely gutted for them. They you feel sorry for them. Yeah. And Jesse's like, oh, just take over. I said, hang on a minute. And then, yeah. obviously, the really We were getting is. messages from our older brother. But they're showing you it. He's like, oh, yeah. what a shame. Oh, it's such a shame. Yeah. And I was thinking... Because I was going to, I'd recorded it and was going to yeah. watch it later. And I was like, oh no, you know, so really wanted it to work. But then when I yeah. saw it, I was like, oh no, I'm sure. I'm, yeah, I'm I, hoping this I just, is wait, that was probably, like you say, it must have been an influence on Inside Number Nine. <laughs> that Inside Number Nine episode is the closest thing I've seen to, to watch. Um, and, I, you know, it'd be quite good if we could cover that in a yes. future show. Because, you know, yeah. I think it, I, I thought that was really good. And, you know, oh, no, we definitely. definitely. Again, whole, even even though you know what's going to happen, you know oh, that yeah, no less, still, yeah. because the story yeah. is strong enough for you to, for it to be unsettling enough. Not just well, I know it wasn't you know that it was all a fake that the, the cat you know the sound didn't cut off that it was deliberate. You know it doesn't hold. It's not. It's beyond just the conceit of a, a technical thing. Yeah, I've not seen much of things like uh, go. Uh, what's it called? Derek Akora, you know, was it uh, Ghost Hunters and things like that? But they're obviously pre-recorded, aren't they? Mm. And they you know, would, you would always think, oh, they could have added stuff in production, perhaps. <laughs> For shame, uh, I watched. No, um, no, no, it's great. I don't know why because... I didn't actually. <laughs> I think was it on Living TV? I think it was Living. Before. Yes, it was Living. Yeah. yeah. Most Haunted. Sorry, that's I'm getting Most Haunted. Yeah. A few and different again, ones, aren't there? If you watch that. It is the, it's almost they've stolen the like they've tried mm. to turn Ghost Watch into something real. Where you've got a yeah. former children's yeah. TV presenter, he's now you know presenting it. You know you've got a, a, a side. You either use the kind of shaky handheld, locked off cameras in the room. Yeah, you get infrared. Kind of infrared. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it's well, so it's stolen wholesale, um, and you just get basically lots of hysterical people crying or shouting at each other yeah. because sat in a pitch black room giving harry hill hours and hours of footage <laughs> 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 where sarah green is, oh. is uh, and she starts getting feedback yeah. in her ear and it starts sque- squealing oh. it, yeah it. yeah and i think that's the first time you get the genuine kind of banging and then the, is it that when they find no, dan no. And she does the yeah. voice. And she does the like, <laughs> guy you have. <laughs> Again, I, I, you know, I think she's a, I think she's a, I think she's a surprisingly good actress, given that she's yeah. And as well as some of the other stuff, like when she talks about waking up, it felt like someone was on top of me, or yeah, yeah, things like that terrifying, she's touching me, hurting me. Oh, awful! <laughs> <laughs> Having an older brother definitely does just change your opinion on these things. You know, he used to scare the living daylights out of us. He really did. Stories like that, particularly there's things like yeah. couldn't get up that, in the that, middle of the night because it felt like I remember sitting from an episode feet. Of Strange Cut Through. It's just, um, just awful. An episode where a <laughs> guy who in bed, yeah, couldn't get yeah, up. Strange, with an overwhelming true, yeah, strange. Overwhelming weight on his legs. And someone sat on the end of his bed. Uh, yeah, so I think of that. Michael Aspel, you know, it's all just that Parkinson's mold. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, it's a bit like Parky, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> there were no more sightings until. Yeah. I can't remember what what, what gets Sarah Green to go downstairs. I think she, oh that's it. She's chasing. Is she chasing after Kim, the youngest? She, yeah, there's she lots of girls on there. Yeah, into the into the kitchen, and the lights are off or flickering, and there's the wall. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And there's like a, a teddy bear or something in the sink being soaked. And just yeah, out in the tap. Did she have the eyes in her hand later? Or something? Yes, when she finds she finds it behind the fridge door. Yeah, <laughs> when she was rabbit. talking like that. <laughs> Is that the bit where they they swoop round and see and well, didn't this... see? There's, there's bits of sheets of paper. I don't know if it's artwork that the children. Oh yeah, have done, yeah, that's it. That kind of lead step to the back uh, door, yeah. uh, you know, on the patio, and then yes, that paper's yeah. in a circle, and there is something in the middle of that circle. I can't quite think what. Um, but anyway, that it looks like there's foot. It's like the paper becomes footprints to that place just by the window, and then when the lights do eventually come on, and the camera's panning around. That's when Tom, you, I don't know if you thought it was just light of a cameraman's of a camera, but yeah, it's, it's a reflection of pipes in there in the room right there with them. Um, again, standing straight, and it matches that description of him. Yeah, and I do think. Ah, right. I think I did see yeah. it. It was maybe Jennifer didn't Having see it, and that, I just I thought oh, maybe I'm just looking too far where the, where that people led to, and within the circle that perhaps he'd made or something. So, yeah, that was, again, Math and me were watching it together. That was a jump oh, scare moment, yeah, definitely. Yeah. We, that was like, whoa. And, and then, it's, it's also, sorry, you, you replay it in your head, don't yeah. you? You don't just jump then. You become more and more scared thinking back yeah. at it. Like, that was him, that was, and, him, that was him. And there was that, there's the element, you know, so you see the reflection. And yeah. you're like, yeah. oh, what? You know, what was that? And then when it when the sort of camera comes round, you see, so you're thinking, oh, maybe I've just misseen someone who was there. You see that there's no one of yeah. There's no one who looks like that there, so yeah, it must it must be yeah. someone. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Oh, you saw a bald head, didn't you? Again, so they've got to map that out, haven't they? Sorry, just as a production, <laughs> how much has got to go according to plan there in terms of the cameraman's movement, yeah, to really, the right yeah. spot, the actor who's playing pipes to stand under the light to pick up the reflection. And then, <laughs> presumably, you know, when the camera sweeps back around, he's in some kind of press-up position on the floor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but a lot of energy has got into it, making it look so... <laughs> yeah. And it's subtle enough for you to pick it up, but 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 not sort of too too much. It's just it's just a, a de- really delicate balance yeah. of I've seen oh, him, yeah. or was that him? You know, there's no like, oh, it's clear he stood there. There's the, I think there's a bit in the, in the bedroom where the camera follows them out and it cuts. Yeah. Every time you think, like, oh, this might just be me. Right, someone's going to ring in. Then you're kind of thinking, that's it, forget it. No one's going to ring in. It's just me who's seeing all this. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm ahead of the game. Forget everyone else watching it. I'm the one who's tuned in here. I'm seeing everything. And you kind yes. of give up on the rest of the country watching. It's just between you and all the footage. It's you and the footage making your own mind up. I think it's, yeah, it's cracking. So good. Let's get on to the man himself. <laughs> a pitch perfect, but you know, call. So a reveal with uh, there's a, a one of the callers is a social worker who um, starts saying, "How oh, do you know about you know the history?" Oh, oh yeah, yes, yeah. yes, we know about all. You know, 
know about. Very disappointing. Uh, yeah. Do you know about so and so that they sublet <laughs> a bedroom and yeah. drop? It it suddenly goes. Yes, it was. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's, he's, Raymond Tunstall, he was uh, convicted of molestation and abduction of mine. So serious. There's nothing lightweight, you know. He had paranoid fantasies and the rest. And you think, oh, grief. So he lived in lived in the house and okay. And then he so due to these paranormal fantasies. And again, the, the that dramatic moment where the psychologist and yeah. even Parky's just yeah. like, Well, I was not expecting this. No one knew about this. To start talking about, oh yes, you know, he ended up you know, killing himself. He hanged himself under the stairs. And then you're like piecing it all together, going, oh, good grief. Um, but, you know, he was, um, you know, t- t- he was, it he, he took him 12 days yeah. to find him and he was locked in there with the cats. They had lots of cats. Yeah. And the cat, over 12 oh. days, the cat set to work on him. And I was like, dear me. <laughs> That's where it links up to Rymore, isn't it? Because yeah. presumably no one knew the details about it. I know it actually did have newspaper cuttings, didn't it? That they were in the newspaper, but. In those days, they might have been local news and people would be like, yeah. oh, shut up, not listen to that. Appeal, when yeah. they know that the whole nation's yeah. watching it, it is like crime. It's like, I, I know that guy, I just saw it in that reconstruction. It's a bit like that, like, oh, no, I, I used to live there and I remember this this yeah. place. And they won't know this because it's not the kind of thing you really appeal for information for. So this, we're all thinking this is a genuine caller who's just been like, yeah. and it adds he the, the, happens the, the, to the, know a bit of the history. <laughs> Right. Um, there's no redemptive so, quality yeah. to pipe as in sometimes I'm disappointed, you know, when you find out that the ghost actually died innocently no, and no. Just reaching out they want to be a friend. You know. This 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 ghost means harm yeah, and you know, they they are in a real dangerous hotspot now. The crew, you know, everyone there, the family, this guy doesn't want to be friends. <laughs> he's 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 got a, a very dark history. But going then, sort of going backwards, the the, the there's the scene where because obviously you're seeing you're seeing something, aren't you? You don't really see, you know, you just like say a bald head or figure, or sort of tallest figure in there, and then the <laughs> scene where Kim shows Sarah Green the drawing that she did, describes you know, <laughs> him as wearing a dress, you know, all the way up to buttoned up to the neck, and you know, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know, does he? I can't remember. What she says he's got a missing eye, but she says he's got a black eye or something like that, and a scrap. I think it's. I was just saying. And then obviously, are coming from one eye. And then, obviously, and then the, the psychologist realizes that the descriptions from some of the callers matches. Yes. And it's like oh, the penny drop. How would they know? Yeah. And Pop Park is all like, "Well, is it, is, I'm sure it's been in print before." She's like, "We've never published the edit." You know the the. the it looks like it's cute how she's like writing yeah, down when some of the callers are university footage she's making <laughs> Uh, we find out about Mother Seddon, who is. Uh... <laughs> hang, hang on a second. <laughs> no, I, I want this this cat here, Chris. He <laughs> um, just scratched that. That cat does just scratch. Confirmed. 
So you get um so yeah, you find out about Mother Seddon, who yeah, yeah. is a described as a baby <laughs> farmer or a child <laughs> descriptions. Um yeah. who who drowned babies in the, the local river or something like that. In researching this, Mother Seddon was inspired by a real person, Amelia Dyer, who is possibly the most prolific serial killer who murdered infants during the kind of turn of the 19th century. She was a baby and over a period of 30 years, they reckon she killed somewhere between 200 to 400 children. How'd they get her? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> As if things can't get dark enough. Uh, I think obviously the writer must have been aware of it and thought maybe that's someone we need to well, let's tap into because oh, we're going whole hog here aren't we so I think there's a moment where Lynn Pascal, the, the the psychologist, talks about it's maybe it was something to do with the area rather than that and the whole the specific house. She says something about the evil. It could it could predate history or something, which is a terrifying <laughs> idea. And it's very kind of Nigel Neal, Quatermass. You know, the, <laughs> yeah. the aliens landed before yeah. you know oh. humans were here. You know that kind of thing. So, yeah. which is a nice. Little, uh, <laughs> but then it starts to get awful, and then transmission cuts out, and suddenly, Which... and it cuts back to the studio, and yeah, Mark is yeah. looking a little. Is that when? Oh, sorry, just my clearing the glory hole, as in when they've gone under stairs. Yes, that was yeah, that was awful to watch. So so tense. And yeah, you could. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, it's that whole classic horror moment where don't do it, don't open the door, don't yeah. do it. And then the way, again, I know I've mentioned the choreography before, but uh, for all that to be set up so that the camera goes past the stairs, back to the stairs, the door is creaking open and the camera pan- pans just so you get a snippet of pipe, just the tiniest, before going to the floor. That must have must have taken so many rehearsals. Isn't it? It's it's the cameraman or the sound man who gets the blow to the head. Yeah, he, the, the, he, the, and that <laughs> <laughs> that is where I quit when I watched it. I couldn't cope anymore. Oh wow! Like, really? when, when 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 the mirror hits the sound man's head, I, I was done. I had to I had to I had to quit. So I didn't see. I didn't know what happened until the following day at school when everyone was talking about it. But I, know, I didn't see it for. 20 years? Uh, I didn't did actually see it. Did finish watching it on the night? I don't think, I don't think he did, no. He might, might have caught the end of that jungle of Adam. Yeah. So when that happened, I, I was like, I'm out. I can't. Because he, he's the cameraman. That doesn't, you know, or rather the sound man. The crew don't get hurt in mm. films. Hang on yeah. a second. It was just beyond. I, I couldn't quite. And obviously the glory hole was was, was opened, and um, I didn't want to go into that, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> very good, very wise. Yeah. You do see him though. There's a flash of his head, isn't there? You do. Yeah, yeah. That is right. Yeah, yeah. It's like just his waist waist up, like it's almost like he's 
Yeah, it's not, obviously he's not crouching it down because obviously it's a low door. He's waist up, so you don't know where his legs are. It's really yeah, it's some mysterious position for him to be in. Yeah. I think things like that are very scary as well when they're a very small space. It and it's super supernatural. It's almost like when you open it, it could become yeah. a massive realm down there or something, you know. Yeah. And this, yeah. oh dear. <laughs> I think there's. Um... Is that and then he cuts the students a bit of panic and then they finally get the footage back and, and they're all sat around playing a board game. Yeah, that's super. Like, oh, absolutely super. Because yeah, no, I recognise oh, instantly like, yeah. as old footage. Yeah, but it didn't. It took yeah. them a bit to cotton on. But of course, we've been seeing more than the studio has been seeing, haven't we? Yes. We knew where they were last and and the attack on the cameraman, and there's no way it could have just gone back to them playing a board game again. Horrible. Mm-hmm. Psychologist, she knows that there's something up. She can't quite put a finger on it. Oh, and Park is like, oh, it's okay. yeah, it looks yeah. all right now. It's like, hang on a minute. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> screaming and shouting. All yeah. people ringing. And now sat around no, my no, board game. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I love that that double bluff of of oh yeah. everything's all right, but you know mm. it's not all right. It's like Park, yeah. come on, catch up. You know, you're so that's the only part I think where you're a little bit ahead of of their of, of their where you're, um, you sort of it keeps on your toes, doesn't it? Watching it. Apologies for the quality of the sound on this section. We have some technical difficulties while recording. Do you think it it with hindsight it may have just gone a bit too far at the end? It went a bit too spectacular in the studio. Just seeing that seeing things blow up and spark and things like that. I, I mean, I I bought it to an extent, but watching it, would you have thought, hang on? Uh, yeah, Is my that, initial reaction was that. Techniques. <laughs> I, I yeah, I I did think that initially. Sort of on reflection, though, it's almost like that's a part of the promise of the program in terms of its it's all coming to that point. And I don't think you could leave it. It's just something that happened in the house. I don't think, but I don't know. And the other, and the other thing was they didn't they mention someone briefly, briefly mentions like I think it's the psychologist saying, of course it's a live seance. Yeah, she does. Yeah. So it's yeah. like they've had a hand as a television production company, or whatever they've had a hand in orchestrating something that's linked up spirits from all over, and it's like the almost the studio is the focal point of that. So it just, even though I probably. Would rather didn't personally for my own taste. I can see why they did it, and um, for the story, I can see the logic of why they went there. I think, um, yeah, I think I think I agree. I think I think it, there is something quite quite nice and well, nice might be the wrong word, but quite good about bringing it to to there, like I say, into the studio. Maybe they just went a bit too over the, over the top with like the wind blowing and you know, like the same thing. <laughs> It could have been done a bit more, a bit more subtly, perhaps. Um, like if all the lights yeah. suddenly went out and they just couldn't see anything. Yeah. Like, What's yeah, going on? Then, you know. Yeah, and then like, the fire alarm goes off, and then you know most of them have to leave. Yeah. That's what leaves Parky yeah. behind or something like that. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> you know, and I'm, I'm sure Chris that you'll, you, you know, you agree, and I hope you other lads will. As you can look at it as like, oh, they do it so well as like a fake documentary, but actually as a ghost story from how it builds up to, you know, a bit of a little scare at the start with that footage, but then it builds up and builds up and then, you know, you've got your climax and everything. Hmm. I, I, 
I really think it worked. It worked superbly. I agree. And, and for all the wind machines and that, and the pyrotechnics, which I do probably would rather have not had, I think the final shot that they arrive on is really quite scary and powerful. Like, yeah. I think it, it, it brings it back around. Yeah, it brings it back around. Because he's point. not... And, you can't quite um, see his face properly. The way it's framed, him sort of <laughs> going from side to side. Like... <laughs> I know you forget that this Michael Parkinson has been taken down by a ghost. And yeah, I can't the way believe he I didn't know. Comes across didn't the camera coming in and out. The focus isn't right. And um, I think for all the how I didn't like the like I say all the effects and the studio going up in sparks. I thought that final shot was quite haunting. It managed to end on a really good shot. Um, and I think is Pipes in that final shot? Yeah. Is it his hand or there's some kind of figure that appears or something? What? I don't know whether it's that or... What? He's, oh, on, the, no. he's on the gantry there's a, there's a, during yeah, that bit. You can see he stood on the gantry above the studio. <laughs> that is that is a, officially in Directing it, yeah. the entire thing. Heck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, it wasn't without controversy as you can guess obviously there was a lot of complaints we're listening to what lots of people <laughs> complaining about the traumatized children um <laughs> that <laughs> yeah yeah uh a lot of adults feeling that they'd been duped by the bbc that they had completely even though they didn't believe in ghosts but it was, that they felt like they had been cheated they should trust the bbc so there's a lot of kickback from this uh by all accounts the the filmmakers were having like a rap party and someone turned up uh, saying, we've had lots of phone calls. It's, I think people have taken Maybe this not. a little bit further than we expected and they were kind of a little bit worried. The, the, the biggest, say sadly, the, the, the biggest controversy is an 18-year-old lad who had mental age of a 13-year-old uh, committed suicide saying basically his house also had kind of faulty pipes so he kept hearing the sort of banging of the pipes and thought it was sort of pipe uh, obviously this was you know the, the, there was a lot of blame um, but I don't think I think you know you have to have some responsibility you know in terms of if someone is at that kind of mental state you know you can't legislate for you making a program that pushes them over that edge I think that's I think that's really unfair and obviously like Ofcom and everyone upheld that and said you can't do that but obviously it doesn't take a fact that now when people talk about it oh well, that's the, the tv program that you know sort of you know kind of yeah. a child you know well not a child but you know someone killed themselves after watching yeah. it um which is fairly shocking and that's and, and obviously that's the reason it wasn't it was never it's never been shown again you know it was similar time i don't know in the uk this is part of the history but you know of course the jamie bulger murder they found Yes, a few films, video nasties as they call them, uh, but of course they might have just been their dad's videos. There's no, I don't think there's any evidence that the kid themselves saw those. No, but that led to the whole yeah video nasties and a lot of them being banned, and this probably didn't help any of that, did it? But on the lighter side of things, Ghostwatch appeared in the British Medical Journal um, in February '94 <laughs> as describing two cases of uh, basically this is the first appearance of reported cases of PTSD <laughs> in children based on a TV program. So uh, a couple of oh. boys were so 
scarred by it that they actually had all the symptoms <laughs> yeah. of post-traumatic yeah. stress disorder, which um, goes to show what an effect it had on yeah. the audience, and particularly that age group, I think. Because it affects your dreams, doesn't it? It affects mm-hmm. you going to sleep at night and what's real, what... Yeah, panic states, hearing mm-hmm. noises and worrying about things, what could possibly happen. Even though, you, even if yeah, they know yeah. it's not real, it does affect your sort of your mental state when you're on your own in the house. We used to get... <laughs> uh, you know, you used to say, yeah, but you, wh- why do you never hear these noises when mum and dad are here? <laughs> I'm not saying they left us. I'm not saying they left us. Um you know, if, ba- if babysitters were there, for instance, you know, and oh, we always used to hear these noises. And... In terms of, we've got a few. We've uh, a couple of a few listeners have reached out to us. Uh, yes, with, with I'm looking forward to hearing. Simon Lewis, who is one of the presenters of the For Your Reconsideration podcast on the Pod Dojo Network. Yes. Um, and so Simon had this to say. So I was about six when it was released. Six, I agree. I distinctly remember. That sounds like Simon. The, yeah. the TV ad that made it out to be some sort of fun, jaunty ghost hunt show. It had Craig Charles in it and Sarah Green. Two faces I recognised and trusted. Oh, how wrong I was to trust them. As I was a kid, my parents recorded it on the VHS for us to watch during the day, thinking it might be scary for me to watch at night when it when it went out. But the sun wasn't enough to protect me from the abject fear I witnessed. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I can't believe you watched it as a six-year-old. Honestly, it's just. <laughs> gee, 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 gee. I think Parker have a few things to say about parenting in this. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> it genuinely scared the living shit out of me. I vividly remember being laid on the couch, hunched up to my dad, quivering with fear every time he caught a glimpse of Mister Pipes. I totally shat it. <laughs> it didn't help that my brother would grab the remote and rewind and no. honestly thought it was real for the longest time as I've got older though I really appreciate the genius <laughs> of it completely ahead of its time and everyone involved did such an amazing <laughs> job of making it feel real and making children like me absolutely shit their pants <laughs> <laughs> probably did as well <laughs> well funny what's enough, his dad thinking woman, though, yeah, oh heck <laughs> Uh, By all accounts, a woman wrote to the BBC asking for compensation because her husband, an ex paratrooper, trooper, actually shat his pants. (laughs) (laughs) Why would you embarrass him by telling everybody that? (laughs) (laughs) So, oh, I. The next um, one is from Graham Lees. He says, uh, there's no point in me talking about the content yeah. of Ghost Watch yeah. because he didn't watch it until the end. <laughs> so he talks about more about how it affected him. He said, firstly, I remember the trust I had in the cast. Again, the trust, isn't it? Michael Parkinson, <laughs> Sarah Green, Mike Smith were TV presenters, not actors. So I trusted this was a genuine outside broadcast. 
lured into a false sense of security like Carol Vorderman advertising payday loan. <laughs> Very witty. Craig Charles was the only actor, but he didn't seem out of place. They did a great job with the light-hearted sort of chats while building up tension. I assumed nothing was going to happen, just a nighttime version of going live, to be honest. I was completely mentally unprepared for the first appearance of Pipes. The point when the banging came from the kids' bedroom and everyone rushed upstairs. This was like the original Blur Witch. The relief I felt when it was revealed as a hoax by the, the young girl was amazing. This meant I could carry on watching. Later, when the video footage is shown of the incident, you can see the outline of an old man, who we now know to be Pipe. I was back to anxious and now only watching it because I wouldn't lose face in front of my family. Isn't it interesting how in your memory you change the scene slightly? Anyway, So as I say, I've only watched this fully and he's only recently watched it all the way through. I remember a point when seemingly all the neighbourhood cats were going crazy. Michael Parkinson and Mike Smith talking to experts who I was hoping buked this, but instead was told that this was normal paranormal behaviour. It just got worse and worse. And then the finale. I just watched this again on YouTube. The girl being... possessed telling her what big eyes you have what big ears you have is genuinely frightening still even worse when Susie snaps out of it and tells him to get out it's great yeah. acting however the outrage and the apologies and the BBC state even though I knew it was an act damage had been done so he got on about the what an effect it had on him I didn't sleep properly for a year my bed <laughs> were raised PTSD. and I and, well, yeah, he's one of the children from that yeah. journal article. My bed was next to a radiator and I didn't want to face it, but I also didn't want to sleep facing out into the room. Two nights later, went out for his birthday <laughs> meal and all I could think about was Ghost Watch. I remember going to school and talking about it. I think everyone was going through similar problems. I think Ghost Watch terrified an entire nation of 10 to 15-year-olds. And all I can say is, bravo. <laughs> genuine piece of British television history. When I talk to people my age, now approaching 40, we all have the same memories, and I know I wasn't alone in being terrified. Of course, looking back at Ghost Watch now, the clues are there that it's fake. Well, one sign repeated over and over again is the fact, is Sarah Green's acting. I think that's a bit harsh. She was a fantastic yeah. presenter, but she couldn't act. Something I didn't pick up as a pre-teenager. I think it was brilliant and worth the license fee for the rest of my life. Scarier <laughs> than any horror film I have ever seen. And that's Graham Lee's. Apart from the Blair Witch, and you know, might talk about the influence it obviously had on that. Yeah. There were rumours because it was such a low budget film mm-hmm. that we were out, actually in America it. when it came out before England and we thought, hang on, we didn't hear any adverts really yeah, about yeah. it. It was almost word of mouth. And we did genuinely went into it not knowing whether it was definitely real. From the very beginning, thinking, you know, this is on the BBC, I reckon lots of people have tuned in, feeling quite comfortable, happy to watch it, and, yeah. you know, been really, really shocked by what it became. I, I, mean, I, know, I know at the time there would only have yeah. been four channels, but even then you would have thought it would have been on any of the others ahead of yeah. uh, BBC, BBC yeah. One. You know, because ch- Channel 4 maybe, or, you know, ITV... But the BBC, DNA, mm. you know, they such, yeah, yeah the, the trust and, you know, the licence fee that you're yeah. paying. <laughs> this is how you are. It's a great email, though, that. Great email. Yeah. 
what's your general feelings about about it as a as a piece of drama, as a piece of television, as a ghost story? Do you think it holds up? I think it works as both. I think I, I've only seen it this once, and of course, I didn't have that amazing experience of knowing that it it wasn't real. So I, all the time, I was desperate to think, what would it have been like? And I was sort of judging it on. A view as a viewer, hoping not to see any cracks, hoping not to see anything that made it a bit too obvious. But once you've sort of grown into it, like you say, it's almost deliberately boring the first 20, 30 minutes just to get you settled. And it is it is set up very much like that, that live television of the 90s of its day. So I think the viewers wouldn't be thinking this, this looks out of place. You've got the studio set, you've got trusted faces like these people who obviously bought into it mainly because of them you can't you can't picture something similar happening now without it being released to the press or you know twitter or found out or something like that even it but yeah like i say it works on both levels even if like i did know that it wasn't real just judging it on in the same way you'd watch an inside of a nine episode in, in that you know it's you know it's fake but you still you still get scared by it and it's that not knowing what's going to happen and not what, how it's going to happen. You assume I, I generally didn't think it would go as far as it, it went. I thought what might happen, it might end with either the, a bit like one of the fan footage films, you know, the camera just goes off and then that's it. And then it cuts to Michael Parkinson in the studio, like, well, it seems to have a bit of a technical error there or something. And it's unexplained and it's just everybody goes home and only the viewer maybe think so well maybe there was something because when you i presume as a viewer at the time and even if you thought it you heard about it you thought it was real i'd be worried like oh will they actually see anything they probably won't see anything that's that would be my main worry so i think <laughs> the way it was done is very it's such a difficult <laughs> thing to do i mean i don't know how, whether it they could have possibly intended it to be as successful in some respects as it was intended to be because the horror films are funny, aren't they? Because clearly they're, they're not really for, for children, but it's, it's always good if kids do watch them. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> terrified by it. The information you get at the right points and the scares you get at the right points and the right amounts and the building of tension and the, you know, the climax at the end. I wasn't really expecting that, to be honest. I thought it'd all be a bit... You know, it might have been a bit of the found, well, like, oh, let's rewind that. Let's just have a look at this. Oh, well, oh, I wonder what happened there. And, you know, I, I, and to some extent, I didn't know what to expect. But I, like I say, I thought it would all be about, and you know, put it in inverted commas, the, the gimmick, rather than it being a really good ghost story. And I, I, think, I think it's so it's so brilliantly, brilliantly written. And, yeah. and I think on the whole performed. Yeah, I, you know, I really think this is, this is excellent. This I can understand. I can understand why there was all the, you know, the controversy about it at the time. Yeah. But I also understand why now it's it's sort of been reevaluated for the, for the sort of horror masterpiece that it that it that it is. And yeah, I, I'm, you know, I, it really it really scared me. I'll be honest. Even though I knew, even though I knew it was fake. But like you say, Tom, I knew that I know that a horror film that I watch is 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 fake. So. Yeah, you know, as as a horror as a horror film, it it really uh, it really scared me. And uh, but that weird thing about horror films that you enjoy being scared for some reason, you enjoy, and 
No, it's, it wasn't just, you know, as Mark Kermode would say, quite, quite, quite bang, or, you know, there were jumps in it, but they weren't like, you know, I don't know. Again, I didn't think those were gimmicky. Those were those were how it would be if this were true. If, if this yeah. were a true record of events, this is what it would have looked like. And also, there is the there's a general unpleasant sort of disturbing atmosphere that comes, you know, that grows and grows when you hear more about the backstories and everything like that. So, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's a brilliant piece of of, of TV. I uh, yeah, I can only echo what Tom and Math have said. I suppose all I can add to that is, is looking at it as a as a film you know, a filmmaking project. First of all, the idea the central idea that they've come up with at that moment in time was <clears throat> obviously revolutionary, uh, bold and brave, and to get the BBC's backing and to get everyone on board is such a massive, a massive achievement. And all credit to the BBC as well for going with this and taking that risk. Um, but obviously, that it was just an idea to begin with, a re- you know, a, a like I say, a revolutionary idea to make it come onto the screen as successfully as they did is I think definitely why it's been called a masterpiece because all the craft that's gone into it surely rehearsals um, in terms of the choreography for the cameramen more than anything um, how they managed to capture all those moments and all the tension is built through what is revealed and and the way that they've constructed that is absolutely phenomenal and it's what really attracts me to horror from that era in terms of, you know, early 90s is probably where it's maybe coming to an end a little bit. I don't know, but where it, amazingly these productions were work, the parameters they were working within, you know, there's no, there's no effects, there's no computer generated imagery. They are so limited with what they can do. It's all, it all had to be through rehearsal through people, you know, through an actor dressing up as pipes and um, through clever camel, camera work, lighting, and they absolutely pushed their very limited um, resources to make this come to life. Whereas, you know, now anything is possible with CGI. You can make anything appear anywhere um, at a click of a button, but the utter respect for how they've built this and made it and you know like i've said the perhaps at the end it shouldn't have come into the studio but i i just i think in some ways that's good and it adds to that story that they've that as as revolutionary as it was the kind of the whole project unlocked something it kind of unlocked something and unleashed something onto britain and like all these viewers they were left scarred afterwards if if it did the ending that I might have preferred where it ends suddenly and Parkinson wraps up the programme, then you might feel that it was a closed story and it's sorted. But actually, I'm sure that the hours after people going to bed, the days, weeks, months, and as the, 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 the people who are writing in are telling us, it felt like something they trusted, the presenters, the BBC, had kind of imploded or exploded kind of and... It was no longer, uh, you know, safe, no longer safe territory. So right from starting is that small project. How they've <laughs> managed to pull all this off is definitely why it's been called genius and masterpiece for sure. And I definitely agree. So I'm so pleased watching this as a 32 year old that it's 
everything I hoped for and not just the gimmick as Matt says. And aren't ghost stories the worst because yeah. we I mean I I find all sorts mm. of horror scary. So even even aliens are scary, things like that, if it's done in the right way. But you always know well <laughs> when I go to sleep tonight, there's not really gonna be an alien coming to my bedroom, is there? But when it's ghosts and it is set in a bedroom in a normal house in Britain and they are noises particularly, the things that you hear House noises, as Larry David would say, but um, the things that you could, things that could actually theoretically happen, and I think, I think even the the hardest skeptics would think, well, you know, there are some <laughs> times occasionally I've had yeah. these things that I've witnessed or heard that I can't really explain, so I can't completely take away the chance that this was something a bit, bit paranormal, a bit spooky, because some things you just, even if you don't believe it. You, you hear it at night and then you can't sleep, can you? You've, you've had it. No, I, I think I think you're right. I think there's something sort of primordial about ghost yeah. stories. I think this, it goes beyond. And all cultures have yes. their versions of ghost stories. Oh, oh. And obviously ghosts are often set at night and, uh, you know, we're, we're programmed to not want to go out in the dark because of, of predators. You know, it's just something that we, is innate. Um, but with ghost stories, for me, like you mentioned, about yeah. skeptics, and that's what what, what like Mr. James did does so well, is that, that even coming at it logically, even convincing yourself, I am you know a modern you know you know educated person, but if that experience happens to you, you just sort of crumble, yes. <laughs> you know? yeah. because you don't have the answer suddenly now, or everything that you think you know suddenly crumbles and even if you're not attacked or hurt by the ghost the the, the notion mm. that you've seen something that you cannot explain or you've experienced something you cannot explain is, is such a sort of a, a core fear i find that that you know when you're out for a walk and you, you think you see someone in the distance and you kind of look up oh, and they're, they're not and you look back <laughs> and they're gone just that is it's so subtle and is oh. it's not really much but it's so effective, and I think that's what the, what what Ghostwatch did. It sort of taps into what did I see? How how am I processing this? I'm being told one thing, but my brain is trying to say no, this isn't real. But it keeps telling me it keeps it doesn't quit in its conviction of this is a live broadcast. This is what you're seeing is real. But in your head, it's like, of course it's real. Because it's no, it's not really. It is a re- it is such a, and I think that's why it's so effective. That and it's so well written and kind of constructed as a, as a story, and that's what I, part partly one of the things that I love about ghost stories, whether you believe in ghosts or not, mm. at its very core, ghost stories about storytelling, about telling, you know, that that this is. So you start from a point where you know, and you yeah. build, and then there's a reveal. It has such a sort of natural. It, it has an inbuilt narrative. Ghost stories have. It seems like an uh, like the, the essence of storytelling is is kind of almost in a, in a ghost story, which is why for hundreds of years you sit around a fire and you tell mm. each other kind of ghost stories and try to scare each other, but then it's quite reassuring because you know it's you know you don't buy into it. But in terms of for this, you know, obviously there are it's legacy. There are there are there are a couple of um, you know kind of thing films that spring to mind. Obviously, Blur Witch and Paranormal of activities. Do you see its influence on anything you know beyond that? Or well, like I said, I mean, 
Blair Witch was, yeah, because I didn't really know much about Ghost Witch, the idea of something that could could happen, could be real. And in those days, of course, in the early 90s, only a few families had camcorders, didn't they? Not many people did. And the idea of something that you could take with you, you could film it <laughs> yourself, you could try and capture a ghost or something on, on camera really appealed to me. And found footage, of course, it, it, you know, people say it went too far and it got too gimmicky. But certainly those those early paranormal, well, most of the paranormal activity films, I think they're absolutely terrifying. I, again, I know, I know they get criticised, but it's that idea of being trapped in a house with cameras everywhere. And you know where it's going. You know, you'll, you'll gradually see the occasional thing. It will be explained away. No one will believe you. But in the end, all hell will break loose and it will be absolutely horrible to watch. And, yeah, I think it's it's a winning technique, but it's so much more difficult to do as a live-style broadcast with those technical flourishes. I, I don't know if they did it. It would be interesting to see if they tried to do it again, whether or not they'd, uh, they'd be able to, particularly in the age of Twitter. I think it would be very, very difficult. I know we mentioned, again, the Inside Number 9 uh, Halloween special was a very successful attempt at doing it. I don't I, yeah. thinking of its influence, it'd be interesting to know what it's like international reaches, as in how has it is it just something that's within Britain or because yeah. obviously Parkinson will have been a, a known face to sort of because um, whenever Hollywood celebrities were coming over, they would be interviewed by Parkinson, wouldn't they? It, it was that yeah. it, it would be the equivalent of <laughs> um sort of Graham Norton. <laughs> but you know, some usually celebrities are on the couch with Parkinson from other countries. So I, don't, I just don't know if, um, you know, Hollywood has seen this or not. I don't know. I wonder. In in, in the US, there's been uh, streaming services in the, in the US that have, have shown it and it's become, it's mm, kind yeah. of built a, a, a cult following. A genre fan. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was going to say that uh, another thing I just thought it did, that was probably influenced a bit by it is the, the insidious films. Because obviously they have the cameramen coming in the house, don't they? Yeah. And they're trying to to find the ghost and sort of explain the story, and the way the way it's told is quite similar. But again, you, you know, lots of ghost films like that. And they're the Conjuring films, of course, and the Enfield Haunting. They're all based on each other in the end, Ooh. aren't they? It's just how do you do it? And from a technical point of view, this is so original. That's probably why it stands out. As a cult, you know, what an amazing job they did for, for Inside Number Nine to, to even get close to fooling, yeah, you know, yeah. the audience, tricking the audience because they could only get round on Inside Number Nine by actually saying, We're going to do a live show that is fiction, yeah. So they, 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 they can see that is whilst trying to make a fictional show, other yeah. stuff, which is a bit like the Woman in Black uh, theatre show. We don't want to ruin that too much, but of course, that is based on the staging of his story, goodness me, absolutely terrifying. Yeah, the ending is dreadful. Come on, lads, we're in London, let's have a, have a look at it. <laughs> in good therapy. It is, of course, Halloween, and if you were with us for our ghost watch earlier, may I reassure you that it was just a story, and all's well here at Television Centre. Halloween continues on BBC Two now, where the marathon Vault of Horror is now showing Stephen King's Creep Show. Whoa. 
Find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at The Tapes Pod. Thank you for listening.